Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up, our podcast starts now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast. Today, we've got the one and only Val Simino. Val has kind of done all kinds of eclectic things from the back end of supporting large organizations. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to hear what are the success stories? What are the trends that we're seeing? And as always, Val, we're going to prep you now. We've got a heavy hitting question at the end. It's going to be a mic drop moment. We're going to ask you um, so you get lots of time to think about it. But let's jump into it. Welcome to the show, Val. Thank you so much for being here. Aw, thanks for having me. I always enjoy seeing you. Ah, it's always a pleasure. We have such great conversations. You know, one of I the know. things that when we thought about getting someone in from operations who, who really helped build some massive organizations and is now coaching and leading from that space is you get kind of this unique look at agents, their businesses, you know, you get into the brains of, of these mega agents and it's, it's gotta be a pretty scary place, but, but what are you seeing? How are people reacting to, to building their businesses and, and how are you, you know, why is leverage so important when you go down this path? Okay. So I, that's a big question. I love it. Um, yes, I absolutely love the operation side because I can see things from a different perspective. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've never really cared to go back into the real estate side of things, the sales side, is because I truly love watching our agents learn, grow, and succeed. So, I mean, why is leverage important? It's so that they can go and actually focus on the things that they truly are good at. They didn't get into real estate to do the, and I, when I say do the administrative tasks, it's not like they're better than it. It's just like, that's never been their strengths. A salesperson's strength is never about that. They're into the client connection. And so that's why I think having someone to leverage your business to or leverage your, we call it 80%, right? Like all the things that aren't part of your 20%, um, they can go and do more business. They can actually flourish more. They can have more amazing conversations with their clients. They could build more relationships in the community. If they're not taking advantage of their leverage or having leverage, they're missing out on a massive opportunity. We both know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always found it so, so difficult. Like someone who's had to live it and, and had someone strong beside me in the operations role for, for almost nine years. Um, I remember some of those stories and how much of a pain in the ass I was all the way through it. And <laughs> I say that transparently because the reality is like we are our own worst enemies. I, I, I believe anyway, right? Um, yes, without making you feel bad. It is such an honor to watch the chaos in our like team leaders, our rainmakers, whatever you want to call mega agents, the leader of your team. I think, and again, after nine years, you need to level up. Because at the nine, eight, nine year mark, that person that's beside you, your leverage, your partner, I call them now, like you've got to like, you've got to go big now. Yeah. What, what are you doing to take your business to the next level to keep them in growth too? Well, it's almost hard to, to see someone in a role for 
anything above five years seems to be really, really difficult. So when you get into that eight, seven, eight, nine, ten year mark, I think you're right. I mean, it's it's how do you go bigger? Yeah. How do you how do you kind of blow up everything you've done? And and from someone who's been in that position, it is hella scary to kind of go, yes. hey, I've done this, I'm making great money, we're having a lot of fun, and now I'm being pushed to go even further. How do I even do that, right? But you get to see, you know, let's let's rewind it a little bit, right? Let's go entry level to start because we get, we get agents of all calibers that listen to our show. But I, I find that it starts with the, the incoming, right? So I'm a new agent, I'm joining a great organization or I'm thinking, you know, someday I want to start a great organization. What are you seeing from like a success story point of view or is there a habit? Is there things that from the operations team you guys notice where you guys can say, you know, this person coming in, they're going to be the next rock star of the business. So I've interviewed so many. I I actually on our team when I when I was part of our team had the privilege of interviewing new agents and being able to determine if they're a team fit, a solo agent, being able to look at somebody and kind of like say, man, you don't need a team. You can do this on your own. And, you know, or you're on a team. What do we look for? I look for somebody who is coachable. They they ask great questions already. Like, what do you do right now that that gave you the success that you have? What's your routine look like? What's your counter? Like, they're so hungry to see how others have done it. And one, learn from it, not copy it. Just learn from it and do it their way. I find in our industry, and you know this, Andre, in our industry, there's a lot of ego right off the hop. Where it's like they get into, yeah, like they get into real estate for the wrong reason. And it's so frustrating because if you just sit for a minute and think about all the goodness that you're about to do and all the goodness that you're about to achieve, like remove that ego. Wow. So I find like newer agents, when they come in with a drive and passion to help, when they use keywords, like I just want to help people achieve home ownership. I want to learn about the mortgage industry so I can have great conversations. Those are people that it'll take them a while to do really well, but they're going to do really well. You know, what's insane about that is you said you set, you sat in on hiring new agents. Mm-hmm. It, like that's gotta be. And, and for those listening, like let, we're, let's just talk about it. Right. Like Val was a p- big part in helping the Knighton real estate advisors. I think that's the name that they officially still go by. Yeah. Um, and you were with Chris for what? nine, nine years. years it was yeah you're in that nine year nine year mark as well and I mean we've had Chris on the show so guys if you haven't listened to it go back listen to Chris's interview because Chris also the alignment between you two is so unreal that even outside of business now yeah. there's still that incredible alignment because these were a lot of the same stuff that Chris was mentioning but I, how hard was it for him to let go and bring you into the hiring process because I know that's you one of the challenges I struggle with <laughs> You know what? That's a great question for Chris. I'm going to give my version. And it is simply, we just reached a point where, so Chris is all about giving anyone an opportunity. Love that about him. You could have zero, you could have not have your license. And he's like, come join our team. We'll find something for you. And so I Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a trait. And there's nothing wrong with it. But you have to have that other person on the other side to say like, whoa, hold on a sec. If we built a team like that, what like, where's like, what's the opportunity look like? And what's our future growth look like? So, I mean, there was myself and another one of our agents. We basically were like, you know, there's no need, Chris. You should be at the end. 
So I had to make Chris feel special in a sense while I fired him from hiring. So like, you're really good at motivating at the end. So if I can get them to the end and they get to meet you, that's incredible. Because during an interview and, and Chris would go deep interview one, tell me your why, what's the hardest thing that's ever happened. And I'm like, man, I just want to know how many people this guy has in his database. And Chris is like in deep already. And that scares some people. So it wasn't hard to remove Chris from the process um, because he has so much bigger things he needed to focus on. And at the end of the process, being able to be that one person that solidifies, you know, we want you on our team. We see you in real estate. That creates the experience for the, the new hire. Right. Well, and it's it's curious because we went right back to where we started with that word leverage again. Chris has yeah. so many other things he needed to go do. Right. And I'm sure it's the same even, you know, in coaching and some of the other great opportunities that you've gone down the path of is we always seem to come back to that word leverage. Yeah. Such a huge word. But, you know, I think a lot gets lost into that word leverage. And I, I for me, I know with, with our duos, leverage is a big part of it, but also keeping us in the rails, right? Like, I mean, we want to bump against the walls. We want to break out. We want to go try a million things. <laughs> and part of that leverage piece is, is you guys kind of holding the, the noose and saying, no, 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 get, get back in the rails here. Yeah. We said we were going to do that in three years or, or whatever that is. How, how are you with with big personalities and and if you're listening and you're a big personality and you're going you know I can't work with anyone because I hear that all the time right I I can't find the right who or I can't this or I can't that what are you looking for us as leaders to sort of be able to let go or how are you able to get us to let go I ask permission acceptance like the biggest thing is is that at the very beginning Chris shared his vision and I was in the line with it day one like in an interview process with somebody and he had to do the the hardest thing you guys ever have to do when you create like a partnership and leverage is letting go so that's why that that hire is super important and it's not going to be easy it's going to take a lot of time but I would say it took me six months to a year to really be able to get to the point where it's like I need you to just like stop Mm. and you know more importantly it comes down to communication and allowing each other trust trusting that i have the best intentions for the team in your business right so it's so many things like it, it comes both sides like it's we really truly have to meet in the middle yeah. and you know sometimes you fall in i'm sure andre over the years you've fallen out of alignment with your doos you fall back into All alignment time. it is strictly just that a lack of communication has happened somewhere yeah. um so i i chris trusted me wholeheartedly with the team Right. But you had to earn that trust though, right? Like he didn't just say, Hey, I don't know how I earned it. Cause I was difficult too, for him. Like, I'm sure he went home at night going like, why did I hire her? Um, I, I mean, who knows we, but we had the common respect for each other. And there's like so many keywords here. Like without that, you can't go to the next level. So that, that, that partnership has to be intact. Yeah. And if, I mean, you're taking notes, right? Like I'm hearing permission, I'm hearing vision, I'm hearing trust, I'm hearing partnership. Like there's so many of these words and, and you're probably right. That, I don't know that Chris would have gone home and said, why did I hire her? I think Chris would have gone home and go, how do I win with her? 
right? He, he's always going to that side of things. And he would probably go, how do I win with you, right? Just knowing the individual. But it, I remember asking myself that question many times. And, and I mean, we would have battles at times. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we would be sitting down like and, and all out screaming matches, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. No, you're wrong. I'm wrong. And it just, yep. that, that word partnership, right? Like it, it truly is, if you are going down the leverage path, they're not an employee. Yes, you might sign the check, but that's irrelevant. It has and to be a partnership. It's so true. And those battles aren't bad. Like no. that, like that's where some of the best ideas and the best push forwards come from because it's growth, right? Like it's a transitional moment in the relationship. And if you're not having, I mean, not all out fighting matches, but if you're not having those moments. I would almost be like, do we even care to work together? You know, I, it's so funny you say that because, you know, my brain goes to a, a moment where I thought we were going to get out of business with RDO and, you know, we were going back and forth on a few things and we just could not get into alignment. And she walked into my office, handed me, back then we had the operations binder. You remember those massive things? Yep. <laughs> Now it's all digital and we can't find anything because <laughs> we had these massive binders and she came in and she put the laptop and the binder on my desk and said, since you don't trust me to do my job, maybe you want to do it for me. I love her. Oh my God. I sat back and I was like, what in the hell am I doing? And it was like that epiphany moment that I was really the hurdle right? I was the person that was causing us to not grow as fast. I was the person, it was a massive aha moment. Mm -hmm. And she went to lunch and came back. I didn't know she was coming back. I was like, (laughs) what's happening? And I got texted. I'm like, you're coming back. Right. And so she came back and I said, we got to, we got to sit down. And I said, what am I missing? And so she had her list and was like, you know, trust, communicate, a lot of the stuff we just talked about, right? Like, what are the things I need to do, et cetera, et cetera. And we hashed it out. And in all the failures we've ever had with, with people, it's always been that we missed that, that permission and that trust through there where we just, we didn't develop it. The rapport wasn't there or they didn't care enough about the overall organization. And I think even to this day, I mean, we're, we're out of business today as well. I know you're out of business with, with Chris as well. You still care. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't go away, right? Like you still care what happens. It doesn't stop. It, it, it really yeah. doesn't. And it's funny because I like during that conversation, I remember a time where Chris decided he was going to step out of production. Bless that. his heart. He doesn't tell anybody. He's just one day like, I'm going to step out of production. And what does Chris do? He jumps into my role. The most frustrating time of my entire career with that man, he jumps into my role. So I remember saying to him, why don't I just pay you my salary? Sounds I'm going to put you coincidental, right? I'm going to put you on payroll and you're going to make this amount of money because like you're doing my job. And then of course he went back into sales because that's just his nature. He can't not, um, but yeah, we, we can thought, help ourselves. And, and I think most of the leaders listening to this would probably be in alignment there as well. We can't help ourselves. Like we have this innate thing inside of us that says we got to know everything and we got to do everything. It also fulfills that desire for you guys, like the desire to be helping others, right? Like to be needed and to be out there. Like that's what you guys do best. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 we're usually missing it somewhere, right? And I I think that's, 
you know, that, that word permission, like I, I always take a ton of notes whenever we chat and, and I wrote down that word permission probably three or four times as we were talking, right. And it was like, here's all the places you asked for permission. And I think that's such a valuable thing that people either are afraid to do or they don't know how to do, but you kind of mastered that at, at your, you know what you want and you're willing to ask for it. Did you have any hurdles along the way where you're like, I'm not getting the trust or the permission, like I'm asking permission and I'm still not getting it. And, and how are you overcoming that? So, yeah, I think for, well, for me, leaving the team was one of my biggest challenges and hurdles because you love something so much, but you reach a point where it's done, right? Like, and I can ask permission to grow. I can ask permission for us to do more. We all, we have to want it together. So that was probably my biggest hurdle. How did I overcome it? I moved on. Yeah. Right. And that's and too, right? Like, I think that's so okay. And I think people forget. I didn't blow anything up and leave. I just was like, here's what I would like. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you want to go for it? Or like, is this something? And it wasn't about not going against the vision. It was taking the vision and just really blowing it up. And I mean, you and I've had talks about like all the things that I wanted him to do. And that's when we just realized I had outgrown that role. Yeah. And that's okay because I still love every one of them. Like they're like my teammate. I still call it my team, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. He's stuck with me at some point. I'm intertwined there hard. <laughs> but, and I think it's so cool too that, that like, you know, we talk about like some of the really big operations people, you, you're, you're obviously one of them, right? But as you look through, you know, our company's value and, and where people can go and things like that, Monica Reynolds comes to mind quite mm -hmm. a bit, right? And, and I know that at one point it was her team and, and you know, we're going to have Monica on the show at some point as well, but, but the Heller team eventually became her team. But that took, and, and coincidentally enough, another Chris, that took another Chris having to go off and do something completely different so that Monica could get her, her opportunity. And it just, it seems like at the time, it just wasn't the right time for Chris to maybe necessarily do that. And you just recognize that. But what I love is you guys recognized it together. That, that's the piece I think that is so invaluable because I hear it, right? I mean, I with my coaching and coaching agents and team owners, I'll get that call and it's that panic, right? Oh my God, my duo just quit. And you go, well, what'd you miss? And they never know the answer. I think never know the answer. And I think like, I mean, if if you were to talk to Chris, he might, he might give you a different answer because I think we went through like, a, it was a transition. Like it wasn't like I left, everything was kumbaya. It wasn't nasty, but it was like, there was, we had to learn how to do like real estate apart. Yeah. yeah. And it's a relationship, right? Like if, if you look at it, you know, you talk about marriages and, and boyfriend, girlfriend and things like that, but people underestimate this partnership and this relationship. Right. And it's very, very similar to a marriage. And, and sometimes those, you know, breakups come with terms and how do we break up successfully and then so I know you guys work through that tirelessly oh yeah yeah we do and we still like we'll talk we talk as often as we possibly can now it's not quite so much as like where did you put this how do I do this more it's like a check-in like how you doing which I respect that now yeah. if Chris were to say tomorrow like I want to take the team and build it big like if he's ready to go hands down I would make sure like I could get to be back in part of that because 
I love the director of operations role. Like that's where my heart is. Chris, if you're listening, bud, you, you got to come back. <laughs> Chris is like, I'm done with her. Get her out of here. You know what? <laughs> it, it's complete opposite. I, I, I get that blessing of chatting with him all the time as well, where it's just a completely different blessing. But, yeah. you know, I think you're right. I think I think we sometimes as, as leaders or business owners, we kind of only see it in one way. And, and I remember, you know, one of the first times I heard Gary Keller talk, right? And he, he's always got a whiteboard or something he's writing on and, and doing all this stuff. And, and he drew those kind of, those two circles, right? So big circle, your world, little circle, somebody else in your world. And he, he drew arrows everywhere. For those of you trying to visualize, good luck. But he drew arrows and it was like the person inside, if you do your job right, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to grow bigger than you or grow outside your circle, or they're going to make you blow up your world and go 10 times bigger to keep them. It's one of two things. And that's effectively what you're talking about is like you grew and grew and grew and grew. And, and Chris decided, hey, this is what I wanted and I'm okay here. And, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Right. He's got a ridiculously successful business. What's curious, though, is every time I talk to him, he never thinks that. You notice oh, that quality in, in business owners or agents? Absolutely. I don't know what it is. And it kind of sometimes would infuriate me. And I don't know if I fed into it sometimes, too, because I was like, when we would get those stats, like our multi-year trends every month, and I I would see we fall below. And he's like, let's celebrate number three. I'm like, are you insane? We were number one last month. <laughs> where's your head at and you're gonna tell the team that so we had this like we had private talks about like working our way through those things but he never to this day thinks that he's like at the top of his game love him for it because then we keep pushing to be better and I, I think mean, it's almost it's a curse right and and I heard it said the other day um and I'll try to I'll try to say it the way I heard it where it's like People like Chris, myself, and, and a lot of business owners, there's this, this thing behind us, and you can call it a lion, a dragon, whatever animal you want to pick, but there's this monster behind you that is always reminding you that it's not good enough. Yep. But then we're always looking up at this tremendous mountain going, how the hell are we going to get up it? Mm -hmm. And and so there's this, you know, this parallel that's always happening in, in oh, true. images. And for us, I mean, it drives us crazy. I can't imagine what that's like for you in trying to figure out how do you let us know that we're doing okay, <laughs> we're, we're hitting targets, we're doing well, but also keep us driven and motivated so that we don't, we don't get lazy. It's funny because one of the things I don't think I did well on the team was sharing my, I guess like sharing my insights, like saying, you've got this. I So when Chris and I first started working together, whenever he would go on a listening, it was just the two of us. So we had this great little, like, we had to motivate each other. So he would go on a listing appointment. I would take a little post-it note on it. And at first I'd be really polite with like, you got this, you go get him, tiger. You got this listing. Then it got to the point where I'd be like, don't come back if you don't get this listing. Like it, we upgraded our level of respect um, and encouragement. Um, and and I stopped doing that as we built the team because you pour into so many people and the two of us kind of built this little world where it was like, no, we don't need that. Like, just go do your thing. I'll do my thing. We'll connect and we'll like touch base on what's going on. And so when I look back, it's like, even when I did stop, I'm somebody that if I tell you how I truly feel in the moment, like you'll take it. I don't do it daily. I like, it means a lot to me in the moment. And for him, he sometimes needed daily pick-me-ups. 
right? And I just couldn't be that person every day for him because I was daily picking up this person, daily picking up this person. So, you know, looking back in hindsight, you have to know what it is that helps motivate you, right? And even if it is just a high five, like we did high fives every day, no big deal. But I think sometimes you just need that little bit more, right? I love that you said that. I love that. Keep going, keep going. I love that though. Well, then on the other side of things where it's like, you know, down, we're down this path where it's like, we just keep going and going and going. And it's like, I mean, if you stop and think about how much you've accomplished, I find sometimes that's a little bit of the fuel you need to keep going. So we didn't reflect as often as we should have. And that's okay. Because I feel like if we did sit in reflection, I think being able to look back and think like how awesome we truly were, because that team was pretty, that team still is awesome. Um, I think you get caught in that ego and the humbleness kind of goes away. Yeah. So it's a fine line. And for us, as your director of operations, it's hard to facilitate keeping you motivated when you're not even getting motivated yourself. Oh, love that. Right? Like, there's times where I think that you could see it in his face. And I just knew, like, there's no words that I can give him. It simply is going to be someone's going to have to pick up the phone when he's lead genning and say yes to a listing appointment. Yeah. And that's, it, that's, it's that's simple, right? It's not simple. And sometimes we can't be that person to do that. Right. So yeah, all you can there's do- this inadequacy thing that all business owners seem to have that just, it, it's this demon on our shoulders at all times, just telling us it's never enough. You're never going to be enough. And, and I know Chris has it, you know, a lot of our leaders that yeah. come on, I've chatted with privately and have that as well. And, you know, I, I think that like, I wrote that down. Like I say, I, I would say so many notes when we chat, but I wrote that down. What truly motivates you? That's yeah. such a big question. <laughs> and we, how many times have you caught up in like, what's your why and what motivates you? I'm like, you know what? Right now, today, I'm going to be motivated, motivated by an O. Henry bar, like later today, because I accomplished big things. Like we have to sometimes just stop going to that question first. Mm, and yeah. like when we, when we brought new agents on, we actually revamped our onboarding process because here's one thing we weren't doing well, even though we still felt we were doing it well. When we were bringing agents on, we were immediately going to, let's write your mission, vision, and values. Let's write your why. Let's get your calendar and time blocking. And I remember talking to Chris one day going, Chris, they don't know what to time block. Mm. Like, you talk to them about like their mission, vision, and values. That's not a time block thing. That's like, you know, your GPS, your 411, whatever. But when you sit down and say, okay, now put lead gen in your calendar. They've never let, like, they've never done lead gen before. They've never done follow-ups before. And they're putting, they're not attached to it. So we started going back to the basics and focusing on the five things like lead generation, going on appointments and breaking that down and just training them to that. And then when they went to go put it in their calendar and start doing the activities, one, they were attached to it because it was theirs. And two, they completely understood the process. Right. You you almost in essence simplified, you you took the big thing and, and, you know, we are so guilty of that, right? We go rapidly and, and huge. And then you kind of went, what's the first thing? What's that one thing? And and you're going to tell somebody the time block and they don't even know what the hell to time block. Right. And then, you know, it, I think as we grow, Andre, and I'm sure you've explored this too, and this happens to you guys probably a lot. We go to seventh level with everything. Every conversation is immediately like we're up here 
and you've got a new agent in front of you who's like just fighting for his first deal. Right. Oh like, great, God. great conversation. Lucky to be a part of it. How do I take that and put that into a real estate? Because how many times do you leave a conversation going, oh yeah, we sell houses. Right. But you know what? It's, it's, that's so cool that you have that perspective. Because I'll be honest, I forget sometimes what that moment was mm -hmm. like. I forget that entry. Like it's been almost 15 years. I'm coming up on 15 years. And I forget that first listing appointment that I went on that I didn't get that, you know, completely crushed my soul. And I was like, you know, I should probably <laughs> not do this. Right. Or that first piece of paperwork I filled out on my own or all these other things that we forget from the start. And I think as we build, we forget how how yeah. timid, how scared, like that brand new agent coming in. And if you're brand new and you're listening to this right now, know that we get it. We hear you. And, you know, you might have to, if you're on a team, you might want to say to your team owner, Hey, can we just slow down? Can mm -hmm. we just go back to like the one thing, or can you just show me how to do this, that, or whatever the thing is you're missing within and your world? To, to even add to that, I think don't be scared to say it because when you join teams, like let's take the nine team, when you join our team, Sometimes people join it and they want to be at our level immediately. And I, gosh, I want that for them instantly as well. And I think that's how Chris and I worked well. He was able to get to the seventh level. And then I would be like behind the scenes going, okay, so what Chris said, this is how we're going to put it into paper. And this is like your next step. And, you know, for anyone new, don't be afraid to say that to your team leader or, you know, the person that helps you out the most there, your mentor, because um, we sometimes get scared because we feel like, we're not going to look as good as they are. Don't like, that's just, I don't want anyone to live in that world. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's, I remember one of my very first mentors giving me this on a piece of paper. I'm brand new Adrian and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> he gives me this printout, you know, eight and a half by 11, it's landscape. And it just says, I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. When I know, I'll tell you when I don't know, I'll go find out. And underneath it just said, I'm a professional. And I had that thing with me for years and I can still quote it. It's still there. It, but it, it's so true. I, I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> but I always would, would go find it. And I still say that to agents to this day is like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You're new. Everybody starts somewhere, but you got to communicate. And, and there are times I walk away from conversations and I'm like, that person's entirely scared right now. Somebody needs to go tell them. Oh man. And it's funny that you're able to like look back and, and be open and honest and say like, I didn't know it all. And I think that's what I was talking about at the beginning where it's like, when you're able to identify, you don't have the answers. There's no reason to have caught, like be cocky and ego. Like just go out with, don't think about the commission check as much as I know you need it so badly. Trust me. If you don't think about it, you're going to give better service and the commissions are going to flow smoother. So like, I think that's, that's the key when you're jumping into this. A hundred percent. Right. And, and it's, it's, you get that unique opportunity. And, and, you know, for those listening, like we started with all the incredible things that Val is doing, but you're coaching and leading other organizations. And it's so cool how that's evolved for you, right? Like you kind of went from where you were leading one massive organization and now you're leading other organizations and giving those, those tips and tricks. And I think, and maybe I'm talking out of turn here, but are you seeing sort of the same problems across the board? Like, are we all kind of mimicking each other and doing the same nonsense? Yeah. 
We are. And I think here's the biggest thing too. And I mean, I don't want to like put any of our social media influencers down and that's not what this is about, but we have to be mindful that just because someone's posting how amazing they're doing online, we don't know behind the scenes. And I think that's our biggest struggle is our competition is social media. 100%. And like, I'll, I'll give you an example again for our team. We knew who our competitors were in like in our, our local area. So we knew who our top five teams were or top five listing agents or agents were. So when we were going into competition and you can't get that from social media, you can't get that from like someone's post. Like that is actually just owning and understanding your business and knowing who on your level outside of what you see is your actual competition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and know that they're also like, they're not just lying to the world. They're lying to themselves and then they're lying to their clients. Uh-huh. Yeah. We see that happen all the time, right? But I, I personally, you know, I say on a regular basis, I wish we could go back 10 years when social media was just a thing we had and it wasn't the mm-hmm. thing we did because yeah. it's such a fake, I don't yeah. want to say it's a lie, but it, it is such a lie, right? And I see agents wow. posting. I saw an agent the other day and, 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 and I won't name names. I won't even use, you know, masculine, feminine. I won't use anything. I, just, I saw an agent <laughs> And there was this post of all these accomplishments that were there and, and buses and this and that and everything else. Sajan's been in the business for about two, maybe three years now. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize that person was doing so incredible. Holy smokes. Like we're seeing them everywhere. And I went and looked and the, the individual hadn't done their fifth deal yet this year. Isn't that cr- okay? So let's talk about that as a new agent when you come into the industry. Let's let's give some more facts here. Don't go hard on your marketing. Don't go the bus route. Don't go the. Don't do any of that. Go talk to people. <laughs> go talk. Have conversations. Get business authentically. And if you're going, let me backtrack this for a minute. If you are going the bus route and and you've signed up to like for a year's worth of marketing, so be it. However. You're in it now. <laughs> you're in it now and make sure like whatever you're putting out into the world is authentic because yeah. we live in a world where we get to be authentic. We don't have to not be and we need to get back to that. That's well, important. Yes, we do. I, I love that. You know, it's it's some. I think you and I share that. We talk quite a bit. We run into each other quite a bit and, and that we always seem to go there, right? Yeah. And I don't fault anybody. Like I remember someone saying to me early, Hey, fake it till you make it. And, and all uh, these things. Right. And I absolutely despise that term. The same as you, I despise when I hear fake it till it you. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Right. Like you said, go be authentic and go talk to people. But some of the most successful people in this business don't even have social media. I see. Like if you want to look back and track success, take these people and look like, and now mind you, there are some of them that have so much success that finally turned on social media, right. like finally said, okay, I got to go do this in the world. They're not doing it great. And that's okay. Because I love that. I love when you can tell when people are so authentic Yes, and it's like, I connect with you. Like, well, And those- there are some mega producers that are really good at social yes. media. Like we're not knocking yes. some of those folks. Like there mm-hmm. are people that are incredibly good, but, I think but they the have the, well. but they have the backing of yeah. this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I can say like they're being authentic and this is like, and here's the other thing for agents too, Andre. And I think like this, and especially living in the coaching world, 
there are some days where I just wake up and I'm like, if I have to see one more person tell an agent how to get 12 deals in real estate, how to do this, how to do that, like just turn the noise off. Yes. Yes. Turn it's it off. comparing, right? Like comparison is the thief of joy. And, and so stop comparing, like let, let them do what they do. Right. And you just do what you do and stop worrying about the hype and, and all that stuff. I think Andre, like when we go back to our conversation before we like, just before we connected here and like, you know, asking me what I do, I can't get, sit here and be like, Oh, I do this because I do whatever I like. And I mean this, like, not like, but I do whatever I want. And if it's going to help somebody like grow their business, then I'll go coach you. If it's going to help this leadership team elevate, then I'm going to be your leadership go-to person. And not because I can just think that I can do it. I just, I practice it so much because I want it so bad for other people. Well, I think that's important for, for, you know, if you're a team owner or business owner, you're listening to this, get this episode in front of your staff and your operations people, because that line right there, you've earned the right. And, and you say it, I, I love that you said it, but I've earned the right to do what I want so long as it's helping other people. I think that's the most important it's so important, but I think sometimes when you're in that operations role, you don't know where to go. Like, you, mm -hmm. like, where do I go next? Right? Like I'm doing this and, you know, I built all these systems and I'm really, really bored and I have no idea what to do. And here you are as someone that can model the, I now get to do what I want while making the living I want, living the life I want. So and I it took me a while to say that without feeling like super, like not cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, 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 kudos to you for being able to say it. And then we're almost out of time. So I want to make sure we get that, we get that huge question. in. so, you know, no pressure, but we kind of call it our mic drop moment. We just say, you know, Hey, what's the thing that in your entire career, your time working with realtors, whatever that is, what's the one thing that everyone listening has to hear from Val today? Oh my God. I don't know. Um, it, okay. Well, here we go. It's going to be just to be genuine be truthful and honest, treat others with respect, be kind, be humble, most importantly. And if you are struggling being that person, it's in you. Like all these things are just naturally in us. We just have to figure out how to hone in on them, but go do your business in a way that helps others. We need to change, reframe how we work things. It's not about us. It's not about us. And when we make it about us, we're just not going to get the results we really want. Absolutely incredible. I love that. Thank you. That I mean, I wrote that entire thing down. I'm going to go back and listen to this myself as well. But, you know, Val, if someone's looking to get into your world, get into your coaching, hear from you, have you as a consultant for their organization, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, my email address is so long, so I'm not going to put anyone through that. So you can find me on Instagram, believe it or not, I'm there. Um, and don't laugh at my Instagram. I don't do the whole, like, I just share about it's a my, communication tool. Yeah. I, I think I'm a funny human being. So I just like to have fun on there, but it's Val.Simino on Instagram. That's simple, simple, easy folks. That's how you find Val reach out. If you do want any follow-up Val is coaching, she's consulting. She can help you with your business as well. And don't hesitate to reach out. She's such a lovely person and you are pretty funny. I share your stuff all the time. I I'll show Sam. I'll be like, Hey, look at what Val posted. So <laughs> <laughs> don't stop because it it helps sometimes with my daily dose of laughter. So I love it. Guys, we are the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. This has been another episode. You can find us on all major platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
stay tuned for the new year when we're going to launch these all in videos. You'll have the opportunity to come back and watch them all. But thank you for being here, Val. It's been such an honor to have this chat with you. We could go on for hours. We're going to have to bring you back for a part two at some point. But thank you so much for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.